Twitch now, and that's Facebook, because I can't, yeah, and that's TikTok. Okay. So. <laughs> I want to tell you that we, so I'd like to mostly answer some questions for you, but if you're up for it, I can Yeah. I have a whole glass of, very whole glass of something. Water? Wait, there's water right there. I had that up there. I'll take that. <laughs> but first, I just want to tell you, I really mean it, how much I've learned for it. I'm sorry for you She's always calling me up and saying, oh, I'm sorry about such and such and what's such a person but saying, I got to dance all water off my duck's back. I don't pay attention. I went, 17 years ago, I fought on Wall Street. And I just got used to being there 10,000 messages a day on message boards. Some people seem to have it as a job just to trash me. I don't know, I don't pay attention. It doesn't bother me the least. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't name what Tori's even referring to by telling me that people slatting on me. I'm sure people do. I have no idea what it is they say. I just sort of go about my life. But I love to know if I can address anything or any concerns with people. Ooh, that's nice. Hold on. And, and you can even manage the, the crowds of the crowds out there. No, okay. I'll walk around with my phone. Uh, I do need to put in some steps as I'm drunk. So, and who has questions, questions, comments, complaints, explanations? Yeah, and I'll run back. I'd love to. I know that there's a lot of misinformation, and people want to know what really happened here. We're going to have to. And this is a congressional candidate for President Trump's district. Really a question, but I want to say thank you for everything that you do. It takes a lot, and you've been giving with both hands freely and trying to help us save our country. And I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. And just want to say thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Congresswoman, and I can tell you. It's the easiest decision I ever made. This country was, someday you'll know that the, the terrible ones I had in life here were ridiculous. Since the least I can do, you can't believe the terrible ones I have in life. So it seems like the least I can do. Here, here. Uh, when you see ugly, you just want to see pretty later, right? Um, questions? Have your hands wait, I have a <laughs> what has been, from your perspective, the most surprising uh, 
experienced out any of our elected officials that was just fraud, jaw dropping. Oh my gosh, this is really broken. I'm right. So it's not bad. Well, I'll just turn this up. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I can turn this up. Oh, there you go. Oh, doesn't have to cut anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what the, uh, the question... Think about your side, anyway. Yeah. The, uh, I can tell you everything you're going through, everything you're going through, I went through once before. No, hold it right there. That was good. I went through once before. I went down the rabbit hole in 2004, 2005. I followed Wall Street. Anyone ever hear, I can go into it, but you folks are aware that there's this very famous fight between me and Wall Street? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, this is all connected to that. You'll understand the story if you understand the story. Uh, this was all connected. It's all, this is the third act of Battle of the Southern Gen, what we're living through now. Uh, and I thought the world, <laughs> I used this example in Dallas, in a speech I gave in Dallas recently, where I talked about how in 2017, a group of hedge funds, sorry, a group of pension funds sued all of Wall Street and realized you guys stole trillions from us, you looted from the savings of America. And their Wall Street basically would paint an image of there's this big aquarium with the savings of all the pensioners in America, every fireman, every teacher, every everyone with a pension. And there's a little stopcock on the bottom. And the guys on Wall Street, unbeknownst to everybody, figured out how to open that up and just drain. And it's through those flaws in the settlement system. Well, I figured that out. I don't remember the night in February 05 when I figured that out, when it all finally clicked for me. And I knew the system was going to crack. And in 08 when it cracked, it's been written down in history, but it cracked when Greenspan got up on October 23rd, 08, to explain to Congress what was going on. He said it's the Madoff kind of stuff, it's the Mortgage-backed Security. Underneath it, it's a settlement crisis. Exactly the thing I've been explaining for three years was going to happen. So here's the issue though. I've had this, and you know how I found out? I was noticing some weird things in the marketplace. You guys can probably explain this part to me better. How I got, there was a grassroots movement of people studying Wall Street, retail investors. They were finding each other on message boards and internet stuff. <laughs> and they were putting, some of them were engineers and some of them were, you know, mathematicians, literally, and some of them were lawyers. And, they were putting the pieces together, this big puzzle, and they decided, and they couldn't get anywhere, and they decided they had to find somebody who would champion their cause. And they never explained this to me until much later, but they did their research to study different people, and they decided, well, there's this one thick Irish guy who will take on Wall Street course, and they got in touch, and they started feeding and you know what? It was a little cash. It was something like Tory in this sense. They delegated some guy to contact me. And they sounded like a nut. I probably gave him half an hour on the phone as I packed my suitcase. I said, fella, I hear what you have to say. Thank you very much. I hung up and, and, and he said, listen, I can tell you're not really believing me. So I'm going to make four predictions. And when these things happen, you get back in touch with me. And prediction number one is there's going to be five journalists calling you. These are their names and this is what they're doing. 
And prediction number two is you're going to become the object of the federal investigation. And prediction number three is you're going to show your stock is going to start showing up in Stuttgart and Bavaria and these other places. And number four, there's a list that's going to get published. There's 7,000 publicly traded companies. In a couple months, they're going to start publishing a list that are having a certain thing happen to them, this other technical thing. And you'll be on the list. I said, okay, fella, hung up. 24 hours later, those five journals called me. Within the next week, the federal government started an investigation of me that went nowhere. I, the next month, I found our stock trading started trading just what he said. And then lastly, two months later, 7,000 publicly traded companies, 30 come out, they're on the list. We were one of the 30. Well, given that set of facts, you would go trying to figure out what it was that person was trying to tell you, right? And I went back and listened and studied and read the books, and within about two months I realized, oh, there's this, they are draining the savings of America. They're going to looting pensions of trillions, and the whole thing's going to crack someday. And so that's how that fight started. But I thought that at that point, everything worked like the Pelican Brief. And that Julia Roberts figures out the mystery, she sits down, she writes it up, 20 papers, 20 pages, Denzel Washington swoops in, the DOJ swoops in, she got a private chat. That's not what happens. What happens is all the hidden forces of power and authority who really run things emerge and they try to quash the truth. And I had the truth. I had Harvard PhD economists, I had insiders, I had everything you need. It's like as clear as I, you know, who here thinks it's really open to debate whether there was significant election fraud? I mean, it's just kind of silly to talk about. Well, I, it was that silly for anyone to deny that this stuff was going on on Wall Street. And yet, I saw what happened. I saw the SEC was corrupt. It was just like there was a guy named Karen Markopoulos, who six years in a row went to the SEC and told them, Bernie Madoff's a fraud, and I can teach you why. And he spends a couple hours and teaches them, and they say thank you and shut the door. Six years. I so anyway, it was in that was when I realized I went through what you're going through now. I went through it, but just in the chimney of everything related to the financial industry. And I discovered it's all it's turtles all the way. As that story goes, it's the it's the SEC, it's FINRA, it's New York Stock Exchange, it's NASDAQ, the House. Services at the Senate banking, and importantly, it's the Wall Street financial press. It's all corrupt, all the way down. It is turtles all the way down. There is no bottom. So what do we do? How do we fix it? Let's fix it. <laughs> Brought you camera. Thank you. Did I turn it on? Yeah. No. Well. Did you? No, it's just a chat. I like her rods. I think it comes down to like 36 weeks from now, 40 weeks from now. I think that's it. I think this election is fair and good, or we're done. The American Republic will be 1776 to 2022. I think we've got 40 weeks to make this happen. And, you know, we have overwhelming support. No one's going to vote for these goons in a fair election. Their only hope at this point is to, and so we're going to, my, you know, I think that we get a fair election, 
We take it, we, t we take the institutions, and we peacefully and civilly crawl our way out of this terrible situation we let our country get into. And maybe th this is the year of the inoculation, or the age of the inoculation, not just in the sense of the vax, but we got enough of a dose of a really lousy toxin that it will inoculate us for the next 200 years. And we will be virtually unique if we ever picked up that immunity and we got through the whole thing peacefully and civilly and not just in our country. That will be what, you know, America, for 200 years, that's what American exceptionalism will mean. That we alone did that. Amen to that. So that's all. But But it comes down. If, if we don't, if they have another goon election this time, it's over. However, I feel so much better. I'll tell you something now. If you were to ask me if my real odds back in late January, I might have put up 5%, 2%. Flynn and I had a conversation. We just decided we're going to run this to the fire squad. We're going to take us all to the fire squad. We have to. I could have left a long time ago. I had left. I was in Indonesia enjoying life. I came back to this fight. Uh, I don't want to own that. I don't want this anymore than you do. I've worked crazy life for 25 years as an entrepreneur. I had just gotten out. I was sitting on a beach. Uh, here we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I away. What? So what we're going to do, that's how we get out of this. And it turns out to be easier than you think. And I've got it. It turns out to be easier than you think and you're closer to and there's, among the teachings she has taught me that flashes in front of my eyes, it's brilliant, is they only look like giants because you're on your knees. Absolutely true. They are latte boys. They know they've lost. In their heart, they've never been in a bar fight in their life. They know they've lost. There's a beautiful essay today where somebody, I don't know the name, didn't recognize the name, but the fellow was saying to the elites started a fake grassroots movement, and now they're dealing with a real global class grassroots movement. That's right. And I, we want them to understand at all times there's a peaceful way out of this. I don't like it when I hear people talking about violence and threats. We have weapons. What's our weapon? So I see such a clear path. The only, the only, I see two things in our way. One is from our side. There are people who keep popping up, and I have made a point not to criticize certain people in our movement since a little blow up. It happened a couple months ago. I just don't, I'm not here to talk about other people. I'm here to talk about America. But I now know there's some people in my book in this movement who have made me uncomfortable by their frequent references. I've had it never sit at the table with me with her trying to talk about, hey, what are we going to get something going on? What's going to be trying to, I just want to have those people in around me. I don't want to be around the people, have people like that around, the non in our movement. And they're just out there. It's like listening to Ray X. Whether, who they, you know, it's so we want none of that. 
what they're going to do. I, I fear that they're going to go for broke and try to do something so big that just buries all this and makes it you know, a nuclear war or something. One of the things that will keep that from happening is letting them know that we really do intend to have reproachable and, and get through this with no violence. They don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. And it's kind of, there's a speech I'm going to give sometime. I'll close on this note. This is how we win. I got all choked up when I think this movie. Who here knows who Peter Weir is? What? Peter Weir? Who is he? Director, Australian director, directed great movies. Gallipoli, Breaker Moran, Truman Show. <laughs> what we're living. Uh, yeah. That was the documentary. The documentary. He did a show called Witness. And Witness seems like it's going to be kind of your corny Hollywood thing. It's the tough New York City cop. He's out hiding out among the Amish, trying to pretend to be Amish. And then the grandfather, early in the movie, makes him put his handgun in the cookie jar. Yes, there was a of pieces on it. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Say again? Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the movie, it looks like a very Hollywood ending, where the cops show the bad cops show up, and they're hunting Harrison Ford down. And there's this, such a subtle little direction. I've never seen anyone had noticed it. But the granddaughter turns to the kid and said, you know, makes this motion like, it's finally time to get the gun. And that's when you're led to believe. And the next thing you know, the kid's ringing the bell. And all the people, all the neighbors show up. And leading Harrison Ford, just as he's cornered, they able to just kind of walk out and say, what are you going to do? You're going to kill us all. Well, wait a minute. What can you do? You can't just kill everybody. We're going to witness with the truth, and with the truth yes. and the power of witness as way more powerful than any, any arm that they have to prepare against us. Yep. And it's just about having the truth and getting the truth out there. Yeah. You know? I can't believe you just mentioned, what did you say that he did? He rang up? What was there about ringing the bells? To come together now, so weird. You know so uh, yeah, but I told them they're like, "What bells are we waiting for?" <laughs> that was the reference, and I've never made that. You know, rather than do it, he rang the bell. They can't take us all out, and they can't take us all down. Now we have young people in the audience too. Yes. So I know there's kids. One child came over to me and said, "I need to ask Mr. Burn a question." It's like, "Okay, I'll have him, so you can ask him a question." Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think at your age, the important thing to do is to be learning and learning the principles and the basic principles of what made our country work, what we all agree to as a set of rules, why those are good rules. And learning that now is probably the most contribution you can make because at the end of the day, it's an intellectual battle. You know, I like to quote. Eleanor Roosevelt said, great minds speak of ideas, average minds speak of events, weak minds speak of people. We've all, you know, today in the media is all about trying to get us to talk about people. Let's stop talking about people. 
Let's have the events. Let's talk about the ideas. What were the ideas? Let's agree on the ideas and then we'll work from that. Yeah. Yes. Amen. That's Good job. Nothing's impossible. Right? If anybody tells you anything's impossible, remember in 2019, I lost all my money. I had $2 in my pocket. I went for help to the police, to the domestic violence center, to the Rain Foundation, to the all the attorneys that do things pro bono. Guess what they told me? Sorry, we can't help you. And I was all by myself. I can do a presentation. Yeah, good. Come on, Charles. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Mostly I do my interviews on air with somebody. You know, I'm a face maker radio, so. This line, I'm a little bit nervous about it. In front of people that. Uh, anybody here who has never had anybody in their family or know anybody? Who's had cancer? No, who doesn't know anybody? There's nobody in this room who doesn't know someone, either their family, or close to them, or their neighbor, you name it. You see it every day, right? You don't see it anymore. It's all about COVID right now. COVID's about everything. However, cancer is, I call it a conveyor belt. It's like a merry-go-round. You walk in, the doctor gives you a diagnosis, ding, and immediately puts you into fear mode. Immediately. Now you're totally terrified because you haven't done any homework, you have no idea what he's talking about, and all you know is you're going to die, which is number one line. Then they go through the whole process, and you know the process. Surgery, chemo, Mr. Byrne, I heard his story. He's a living miracle. Can I see him? Living miracle. <laughs> anyway, so I'm leaving this to, in 1990, I'm a Vietnam veteran. In 1990, I discovered that the government has been blocking cures for cancer. Well, there's been other people who saw that before me, but nobody like me who decided, I'm going to take on the FDA and Congress, and I'm going to shut down Big Pharma. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the fire. Truly had the fire. I've done hundreds of radio shows. I taught numerous ways to eliminate cancer without side effects. My number one was uh, Gaston Mason 714X, which is totally non-toxic, causing the body to naturally eliminate the cancer. In addition, we have two blood tests, one that's readily available, the other one is we'd have to train you. Uh, for live blood and have to be there with a microscope. That we can pre-diagnose degenerative disease and cancer two years before it happens with a 3% margin of error and eliminate 100% that day. Wow. Wow. Think about that. Think about that. That means we can eliminate cancer from the earth, and that's been since 1968 for sure. For absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean the incidence of the count. That means once you discover you have it. So let's say that the blood test costs 500 bucks. That's fair, let's, let's be generous. $2,000, twice a year for this test. <coughs> Everybody mandatory, you get in there and get your blood test. Yeah. Cost you nothing. 
future space work. You discover, let's say, two years from now, you're heading in this direction, get on these enzymes, get on this diet, take this 7-14-inch, take this ballet um, trail, whatever it is, eclectically, approach it eclectically, eliminate it before it even happens. How do you do that? You can't. Why? Cancer is a multi-trillion dollar industry. In, 19, in 1992, or 1991, I confronted face-to-face -face Luke Montagnier and accused him of being a fraud. He created the AIDS, uh, the, uh, what's it called? HIV. HIV. I discovered HIV. He's standing up there punching his fists and doing his thing, this little, this little French Nazi. And I'm sitting next to my professor, who is a born in Hamburg, PhD professor of medicine, and doctor. I said, doctor, could be. After the presentation, the 618, as big as that, maybe even bigger, got up and said, Charlie, I've been Nazi on for 30 years. Well, the long and the short of it is, uh, Dr. Schildecker, my professor, treated congressman Bertrand Bedell for cancer and cured it. They presented it before the Congress, and a week later, the borders were shot to 714S. No longer can reference it, unless they knew how to get it. A little while after that, I testified before Congress that the idea of managed care is by nature a violation of the Antitrust Act. Control it, the market. A week later, they raided my office, and a year later, after that, they indicted me on 19 counts of a law that wasn't even a law, it was an agency regulation. We went to court, and I'm still committed to fighting them and taking this down. My attorney was So we went to court, and the long and the short of it is the law that charged me with breaking the Omnia Fellows Jail for 19 years, federal prison. The law that charged me with breaking was not a law at all, it was an agency regulation. In the middle of the trial, Chief Justice Rehnquist and Bill Clinton, the president, called my judge to the Washington. They had a private meeting, and the next day he came back, and it was old. I was sentenced to a year in federal prison, three years probation. We went, to, we went to the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. My neighbor, Dr. Timothy Quill, was arguing we have a right to doctor-assisted suicide. And out west, in the Ninth Circuit, Kevorkian was arguing we have a right to doctor-assisted suicide. So I argued in the Second Circuit, if you have a right to doctor-assisted suicide, you must also have a right to preserve your life during the means available. So they, they dragged it out and they went through the process for Dr. Sisson suicide, and they came back, you have to understand legal speak. The, the decision they came back with was so clever, they said, we're reluctant to identify any new fundamental rights. And what does that say in legal speak? You already have the right to preserve your life to make means available. The law that I, was that I took to the American public was called informed consent. Title 21, Part 50, Part 56. We set up an institution review board and met with 4,000 doctors all over the world, and the richest and the poorest. 
actors, you name it, every, every stratum, until the FDA raided my office, took my car at 6.30 in the morning, drove it off. So what do we do now? So what do we do? You have to educate yourself. Now, I've done interviews like this, probably not like this, but I've done a lot of interviews. I talked to stand in the grocery line and tell this story. And inevitably, I'll say, you know, I can show you how to eliminate cancer with no side effects, inexpensively. And it's like, yeah, how about those Yankees, man? It's like, shh. <laughs> nobody ever asked, what is it? The one who's asking their mind right here, and you know who you are, what is it he's talking about? You get the big old golden prize. The medicine's called Sun 14X. It's totally non-toxic. It's homeopathic in nature. It's inexpensive. It's available. It comes from Canada. Gaston Nation is the creator. He's deceased now. He died at the Oracle late in 92. And I can give you a whole lot of stories more than that, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, I wanted to say something. So what I see is, you know, like Illinois, Obama land, right? Yeah. 
dire straits. Like, you know, and, and it's even more dire because if you buy a lottery ticket, it's like you get a five nine oh you. You'll never see the money. <laughs> you win and they're like, here's an IOU. Seriously. You don't. So what what I love to see is when you guys make videos of all the pictures and times you spend together. And I, I don't know how I, you know, I'm wearing mascara, so I'm like breathing a little bit different so I don't cry. But I was kind of wrong just sobbing watching that. Take a deep breath. Oh man, I need a cigarette now. <laughs> so, it's because you don't realize just how connected you are. We've been quick into the boxes from education. Man, there is mascara, it's not waterproof. Um, the, from education, to status, to the way you look, pretty tall, short, fat, skinny, black, white, polka dot. Yes. So we stop connecting as human beings. We'll still run out a cup of sugar, we still have problems. We're still vulnerable. See those videos of you guys. It's like you guys would never have met yeah. if it wasn't for your groups. Yeah. You make friends, and you have. Never... And and I think what people don't understand is that's why when people would go to Trump rallies, how do they feel they were like at like the family yeah. or at a really good concert? You know, there wasn't it's the same music. He needs to change it up. We need some land of confusion.
stuff that Carrie was a paralegal and worked for Merrill Lynch. I was a VP at Merrill. Yeah, my job yeah. Yeah. This whole time. And so she put together some a stellar document. It you know obviously COVID, and SCOTUS didn't even hear it. They just walked up. It doesn't matter. But you but got to say I, you're going to be telling your grandkids. Back in that day, you know, I did my part by doing this, right? And that's what every one of us can What did do. you do in the war, Granddad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of patriotic shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And who coined that term? Do you know who coined that term? World War II. Do you know who coined the term? Getting rid of When the people introduced, as soon as I heard her voice, it was just redoing what the county officials had done. Well, nobody really thinks that the way that the cheating is done is there's a bunch of crooked people sitting there in the lines and, and recording one book. That's not how it's done among all the volunteers. So it doesn't matter if they line up 600 volunteers to do the work over again and look at each. That wasn't going to find anything. And I could have told them that. In fact, I did tell them that once I understood that's they were about. But they felt that they needed done to redo all the work that they had done. And certified that was correct. <coughs> Unfortunately, they said there are certain there are certain alleys you can't go look. You can't go look into this area. You can't go look into that area. Well, I have no idea if Doug was getting instructions like that. If they were getting instructions like that, and if they broke that, they were told what they could not investigate. Well, guess what? What do you think the crime turned out to be? Right. So you'll be finding out more about that in the future, but the first key area they said you can't look at is where there's a hell of a crime. But the real thing to know is don't be taken in by the media garbage anyway. Because what Doug really found, he was just too, he was told that we will find you $100,000 if you use the phrase election fraud. You cannot say election fraud anywhere in your report. You cannot speak it when you testify. That's what they told him. <laughs> so you have to read. But what his report really says is there are 700,000 questionable ballots. But if you count all of them, Joe Biden wins by 10,000. Which the press reports as, well, you see, Joe Biden won by 10,000. And then there's 700,000 questionable ballots. And to be honest, now that Joe Bond has had his take and some other people that you don't know about yet, there's really not one on it. There's been a whole bunch of audits. And some of them are under Doug and some of them got going other ways. And I can promise you, as of two days ago, <coughs> there's a room. There are high-end scientists. There are high-end high scientists sitting on Zoom calls, and on the other side, or guys like Joe Bond, which is something all he's an entrepreneur and better, but sitting on Zoom calls, the other side of the Zoom call are a dozen men and women in suits with badges and guns, taking three-hour briefings, four-hour briefings, and walking through everything you've heard from Joe Bond, everything you've heard from all the different people, all these different investigations, that is getting thoroughly, thoroughly briefed to big teams of people. And the Attorney General, Brenovich, 
has, I'm told, brought together every asset he can in Arizona to be part of this investigation. It's massive. I do worry about the technical scale. I mean, no disrespect, but there's just a difference between the type of person who does that type of investigation and the type of person who's going to sit and understand these other things and the significance of other things that are being found. But I've been assured, no, these people are taking the time to learn, and it's all being explained carefully, and there are rooms full of people on the department, on the attorney general side, where a whole room full of people listening, and there are people, scientists, people like Don, not like myself that I know, but probably, and that are giving detailed three-hour, four-hour briefings, walking through the craziness that was found. And I'll tell you this summer, what we really found just from summarize what was found, before we put the number on it, is they made it impossible to audit. What they did was they made, just made it impossible to audit. And since it's impossible to audit, they should say you can't certify it. But it's impossible really to audit it. I'll give you, funny. There's a, you know, they just erase, you know, 37,000 files in an audit log. And then they just, they just wrote it over it. It had a 28 file, so they tried, somebody did the calculation and they tried to log on 37,000 times. And what do you know, that's just enough to flush everything in the log. And then when confronted, they did this the night before they turned the equipment over. And then when challenged, now by the way, there's a guy on YouTube who works for Maricopa, and he goes out and defends, he's debunking the stuff that Doug and Ben and other people have found, he's debunking, he's something called an A+. He's a help desk kind of guy, no disrespect, but he's a help desk kind of guy, he's not, but anyway, so that's the, and what he's saying is things like, well that was done in preparation, that was to prepare the server to turn over. Well, I'm going to try that when the IRS shows up for my taxes and my server and says, no, it's correlation if you touch anything, and then I'm just going to raise my thoughts. I said, well, I was just preparing it. No, I was just preparing it. <laughs> That's literally the level that we're at, that kindergarten level. But our supine and obedient media just licks that up like an ice cream. They, that's, they have no ability to, that stumps them. That stumps journalists, that answer. So, there is a, there's a Jesuit expression about, in, about impenetrable stupidity or something that comes to mind. It's like when, you, when you're dealing with journalists and they can't get through an answer like that on their own, you just wonder how they're let out unsupervised. At least a national level journalist. So anyway, that's what's going on, but it doesn't matter because it's not about the journalists. It's about just a bunch of smart, Guys with suits and ties and guns and women and a fabulous woman, by the way, who's running this. <laughs> I mean, a woman. She's the second to the attorney general. She's the person really in charge. And all I can tell you is, for me to be wrong about this, somebody is buffaloing me. And the people who are buffaloing me include Wendy Rogers and Senator Sonny Morelli. And Sonny Borelli is a gunny sergeant from the Marines for 30 years. So if they've gotten to them, oh I think we're smart, we're smart. We're smart. We're smart. We're smart. Oh. Our patience is around here.
Oh, wow. Oh, you haven't seen this video, have you? Oh uh, yeah, someone someone sent gave me this for your car, and I've got plenty more. Uh, this is a video about everything our Florence will have done. Uh huh. All of 2021. Right. Okay. We are resistance. Let's do it. Can I have a straight to another, or from one party to another? I got one more thing. But we are transferring power from Washington D.C and giving it back to you, the people. Be patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And refusal has cost all of us. The blood of Ruby, the blood of Patriot Steels, and all this stuff about how we're gonna have to move against the government. Well, the true liberty is not aware of the blood of Patriots, what's happened is that there never been, if you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s or maybe some nuclear weapons. Let's go, Turn Brandon. it up. <laughs> Turn it up. Turn it up. Is that Jay? <laughs> that was Jay. Jay, stand up. Jay, stand up. <laughs> that was Jay. <laughs> Are you okay? We're just buffering. Leave yeah. the volume on. We need it. The volume also. I'm in it too. So is Rhonda. Yeah, I see it. You guys haven't seen the face and positions that, that all these groups do. They're amazing. That was Jay Braveheart. That was so badass. <laughs> Your mom, so your mom's here, right? Your mom's here. Braveheart's mom is here too. Oh, what happened? Something weird. Is that your computer? Yes, mine. Why'd you lower the volume? Because they told me to. Who told you? Everybody. Go back. All right, you want to go back to the beginning? Or? No, right there, to Braveheart. Right there. All of us. Okay, there, leave it. The blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all this stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. One of the true liberty is not water and blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need their 15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, 
my 20s hospitalized or recovering and I did a PhD in philosophy and then it started off in mathematical logic and drifted into economics and development economics but I really became intrigued with the intellectual history of the US Constitution and I'm basically one of those geeks who could tell you sort of every line in it at some point okay there was this guy 812 years ago and he figured this out and this is how it got the idea got there I, I, that's what I learned it became like the Bible is to some people I suppose. I mean, and to me, I, re I see this as, I see the intellectual history that I describe as Jerusalem, Athens, Rome, England, Holland, the United States. It reaches its flower in the United States in our Constitution. So to me, that's my, I know I've, I hear I offend people who are very religious because I think of that as my religion, but that's what I'm here to defend. That's what I'm here. Now, of course, Judeo-Christianity is all wound around through that. I used to teach this, and you could argue that none of that could, that political tradition could never have developed out of any tradition, but the Judeo-Christian tradition. That's, it certainly did historically, and I can explain exactly why it did all historically. It's the passion, it's been the passions since Abraham went forth. That's what he went forth to find. So this is what we're here to defend, and I think we're at the end of a 2,500 year battle that's been going on between this set of principles and the principles of slavery and tyranny. Then it's gonna come down to us. Well, okay. Patrick, I, I want you to watch this video and then I want us to address something a little bit controversial. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. I apologize for starting it over. Thank you. But it's okay. That was a great answer. I can hold it if you want. It's right here. It doesn't matter. Huh? I can hold it if you like. It's like Okay. <laughs> yeah, you should tell me that. Yeah. Administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Patient, our patience is wearing thin, and the refusal has cost all of us. And the refusal has cost all of us. The blood of Libby, the blood, the blood of Patriots, the 
details and all this stuff about how we're gonna have to move against the government. Well, the true liberty is not a water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons, weapons to take on the government, you need to have 15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. I think he's religious, and I think he has good intentions. Then they asked me about General Flynn. And having seen General Flynn in action, the only thing I can tell you is that he's not an asshole. He's very stern because he's solid on his footing. And that he wants what's best for the country. He's a good man. So, right, but, you know, I, I don't hate Like, if you ask me about Patrick, I'll have a lot more adjectives. <laughs> I don't. I don't hang out with General Flynn, but I have seen him interact with under other generals, not because we interacted, but because people in the field take orders from other people or information from other people, and I've seen the interactions. And there are interactions that I can tell you that I was like, damn, that dude's a little bit of a unicorn, <laughs> right? Because when they usually get stars, right, they become politicians. He's just an American. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's the thing. Like, he served. 
He did his job. So when people talk about it and they have opinions, when they haven't interacted, right? If you ask me about McChrystal, I have a lot more adjectives on that one, right? Um, but again, it's, it's how you interact. And what are your interactions with him, right? Because a lot of people tell me about Patrick Byrne. What do I, I do wrong? Oh my gosh, your CFR, your Illuminati. Wait, wait. Um, you might, you might, right, actually be a woman. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's all one way to find out, ladies. No. All one way to find out. No, you haven't made it unless you've switched sexes. Like, I'm waiting for that video of me transitioning into a dude. <laughs> and with the middle name like Pete, that's going to be way that's low hanging. Because even Billy Beaver, there's a transition video. If you guys know, she's really Joseph Paul Watson. <laughs> According to this video, they've morphed her into it. So, so a lot of people think that there's intentions because they see actions or interactions. You know, people are like, you hang out with that person? I was like, so, why not? Because I heard, yeah, but do you know that? Because you can hear a lot of things on the internet, right? I will tell you one thing you need to know about my Twitter. Of all the formal, stiff, Fancy people I've ever met in my life. He's the one who gets the genius of Tory and what this movement is mm -hmm. and how unique it is. Mm -hmm. He got it like that. You know, he's a good. He's a unicorn. I, I anyone that served. A lot of you have served, right? Yeah. You've seen officers. You've seen generals. Mm -hmm. He is stern and square. Actually, quite nice. No, no, no. He is. He is. When when it comes to ideas and his implementation, I've never seen a false note out of him. No, guys, you get around like that. You look intention. for what's the real selfish. You're gonna when you know him well enough, you're gonna see what the real. He's selfless. Slash selfless. He's selfless. That's he doesn't true. want to be doing this any more than I do, any more than any of you do. He could be. We didn't expect to be here. He had no. He could be a McChrystal and making five million bucks a year, rain making from. For Kleiner or somebody, he's, your, yeah. he's he's living a modest life down a couple hours here in a very simple home. He so he can do this. He can surf too. I can't surf. I've never seen a false note out of him on anything. He's completely about. He thinks. No, I just wanted to bring up this controversial. Unless we step up and do it. Right, but that's why he, his only reason for doing this. It's controversial because, it, you know, this is the problem that we have. Let's pretend he was bad. What has he done to hurt you? Nothing. What has he done to hurt your country? Nothing. Has he caused any damage to you? Yeah. Has he fought in your corner, though? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, maybe you didn't like the way he throws punches. So, is he throwing punches? He said a wrong no. prayer. He right. said a Catholic it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, there's a lot of things that people say wrong. A lot. But I'm saying, you, and, and Dwayne Wood, is he doing something to hurt our nation? Absolutely not. Right. So, then why are we bickering? Right. 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 That's what I'm saying. That's the thing. People always want to, want to, want to, want to. Why are we bickering? Why are we bickering? Okay, you don't like it? Stay in your lane and just keep fighting. Just right. ignore it. Be, you know, I, mean, I, I see this all the time, and I'm like, I don't got time for this. I fall into those pockets, too, because I can be petty. What was that term you called it? Be... No, the bitch face. <laughs> yeah, the white chicks. Bitch face. So, oh, I've had a lot of those the past few days. Right? All of us can do that. You have no idea. 
these past two days. But all of us can be there, right? Especially when we're under stress. Under stress, how many of us are like the devil incarnate? All right. Yeah. And right now our nation is under a lot of stress. So we are all like the devil incarnate right now. We're like, it's your fault because we don't want to say it's my fault. Right? I contributed to it. You contributed to it. We want to blame it on somebody else. Our, our failures, oh, thank you. our losses, shit we're in, <laughs> plain and simple. And so we want to find, but the, the question is, why do we care? We should be focusing on what we're doing and organizing correctly. We don't care. And a lot of people are about God. I get this all the time. Tori, you curse. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I don't have to. Even though studies say that Just people curse are more intelligent. <laughs> Even though they say that. Um, sometimes I get really frustrated. I'm going to start training myself to use the word fudge. No, don't. Or something really weird. Like fish titties. No, don't. You know, something. But not you. But the thing is, they, they judge me as a Christian. You know? And they don't understand how it is. I mean, I'm, I'm historical. Christian. I'm Greek Orthodox. Like, I'm not even Greek. I'm like old calendar Greek. I'm like the ones that are like super Orthodox, right? And those that know me know that I pray all the time. And they're just like, that's, that's not you. And it's like, what do you know about me? Well, you swear. You can't pray. You can't know scripture. And it's like, see, that's the thing. A lot of people throw the Bible verses and holier than thou. Those are the, the what, what do I call them? The Bible thumpers. I hold my shield, and they're the ones in church bitching about everybody's kids, and their shit doesn't stink. Don't look this way. Look at me. I'm in church every Sunday. Right. Sleeping with the pastor. Right. <laughs> and and the the person that cleans up or the songwriters, you know, yeah. So what we need to do is stop worrying about other people's self business, yeah, and worry about our nation. Now. <clears throat> It's really important for us to also see that all these people that have taken some visible things, <coughs> like Patrick, like General Flynn, right? Like many people, like you, 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 you. You're in the line of fire. It's like that, oh, I was in Twitter four years ago. I shared like this comic that had a person with a lawnmower. Do you guys remember that? That had heads of people. And because they sprouted above the lawn, it was cutting off the heads. That's exactly how they see you. you fall out of line, you need to cut that grass. Keep it nice and trim so it looks all pretty for them, right? Yeah, yeah, well, they do that. And, right, but the thing is, when you get out in the front, you gotta be ready for people to throw crap. But one thing we know, when you throw shit on fire, what happens? It rages and becomes unbearable, right? It's fertilizer. It's fuel. So the more shit they throw at you, the bigger you become. So embrace the suck and, and use it. And those of you that are religious, I urge you to not know the words, but actually know the ways. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. 100%. And, you know, a lot of people are like, why are you doing this? I have people telling me that all the time. How are you doing? I don't That's like walking off a cliff. And I was like, yep. And there's going to be floor because I said so. And if we say that, that happens. I can't express it anymore. You know, they, they say, I remember when I, the first time I actually was, you know, because I was in school, and I was like, since I'm here doing my little education, 
maybe I can get and finish my PhD in med school. So it was the first time that I was defending what I wanted to do. And it was at a TED talk at UC Irvine. And I remember I was nervous because they're all nerds and there I am with the shirt that says, I Adam Coitus, totally in your face, right? And, and I wasn't, and I was frumpy. And I was there with jeans and I was like, oh, now I'm gonna tell them about, you know, using, you know, jellyfish proteins, GF tagging, you know, bubbles and stuff. And when I was in the back, the guy goes, hey, just stand like this in a Superman stance. Mm -hmm. And it worked. Guys, that actually works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because I was like, yeah, I'm Superman. Well, I walked out for a little bit, but then I couldn't see over the podium. That totally killed the vibe. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, I'm just going to sit right here. They can see the top. So remember, no matter what it is, right, we can look past whatever oh. everybody says. Because every single one of you in this room has shit that stinks. That's Unless right. you use poopery. Very <laughs> um, huh? Yeah, no, you guys are. You guys are. And that's the thing. I haven't done anything. I was like, have you guys seen that GIF with the match where it's the first one and then it's like mm -hmm. all these little red things and it's a raging fire? That's what you are. I'm done. I've already lit the match. I just have a big mouth. But you're tall. No? Yes. You knew it. You just had to remember it, huh? It's ready. Are you sure? I'm <laughs> Are you sure? Okay, I'm gonna try it. Do not Sí, ya sé. 
you change it. United, you are unstoppable. And so, postcard, letters. Letters to officials, major groups. I can do that, you did. Because you know how to end this. You know how to regain power and take the reins of this train wreck that you can slowly see. They're giving you chaos when there shouldn't be any. That's it.
is. <laughs> Just wanted to let you know. The lights are freaking out. Things are not right. <laughs> something is not going on. Or something is Something is, is definitely not right. We don't know what's going on. Oh my goodness. See him waving back there. <laughs> and the phone's gonna it's on low. It's the phone's gonna die soon. Oh my goodness. I have a charger. I just need to find a plug. Alright, so we're having some technical difficulty and and they all went for a cigarette. <laughs> That's probably not. This is a live twitch. <laughs> Plug that in. Thank you. I'm gonna find a plug. Grazie, grazie. 